Hello and welcome to another episode of the Youpreneur Podcast. It is great to be with you. Hope you're doing good. Hey, guys, we are slowly but surely creeping towards the end of the year. Here we are halfway through November and there's just a few weeks of like real work left, right, before we wrap up 2022 and those doors to 2023 swing open. My question to you is... What are you doing or what have you done to make sure that your 2023 is going to be your best year ever? Why don't you send me a quick DM on Instagram at Chris Ducker and let me know. In today's show, we've got the one and only Jada Selner coming back onto the podcast. It's been a while since uh, I caught up with Jada, but let me tell you something. She has been absolutely crushing it over the last 18 months or so. And actually, she's been making some serious moves and her first true non-fiction book has just been launched. So, as Jada's a friend, and uh, she's spoken on the stages of the Upano Summit and on Tropical Think Tank stage as well, I asked her to come onto the show, talk about the book a little bit, um, and actually, we get into the strategy behind this book as well for her as a business owner, as well as obviously what it will actually do to help you, a potential reader, be able to kind of really elevate everything that you're doing as an entrepreneur. So enjoy this conversation with Jada. I know you're going to absolutely love her heart, her soul, and her business acumen as well. And uh, make sure that you take some notes because honestly, it's one of those conversations that I think you're probably going to want to revert back to and review once or twice in the future. Here's myself and Jada. Youpreneur FM, helping you build the business of you. So Jada, welcome back to Youpreneur FM. It's been a minute, darling. It's been a minute. It's been a minute on the show. It's been a minute since we've talked to each In other. <laughs> so I'm happy to be back here. I just, I kind of feel like, I don't know about how you feel about our relationship, but we've known each other for quite some time now. Um, I remember when you and your partner at Simple Green Smoothies, what was her name again? Remind me of that. Jen Hansard in Jen. San Diego. Okay. Right. So you guys came to the event that me and Pat Flynn put on. Um, and that was the first time I met you. And I was like, oh my God, she's amazing. I, I need to spend time with this lady. Jen was great too. Don't get me wrong, but you and I really gelled. And then yeah. you came out and spoke at Tropical Think Tank in the Philippines. And then you came to London and spoke on uh, the, the stage in London at the Upano Summit. And I just always kind of feel like you know, you get those kind of relationships where you don't need to talk every week, every month, even necessarily even every year, although we probably do in some variety. Yeah. Like, I just feel so connected to your soul. And I think a lot of people will actually say something similar about you specifically. Is that oh. weird or is that okay? It's, it's delightful and I'm fully receiving it. Okay. I will fully receive that. And I love that. And I, yeah, it's been such an honor to know you. And I've met so many amazing people through your community and your event being in the Philippines where my husband of, we've been married for 17 years. Yeah. That was my first time getting to go to Manila where he was born. Yeah. And uh, you just, you 
create the most inspiring community live events. I I'm always, and actually tropical think tank is probably the top event I've ever been to. Yeah. So So many people say that about tropical think tank. Um, It was definitely a very special five years in a row. And Urs and I look back at that with very, very fond memories. A lot of great relationships uh, came out of that event. Some, some romantic Ooh la la. Hello. <laughs> yeah, some romantic relationships came. It's hard not to get romantic when you're in a five-star luxury beach resort in the middle of Southeast Asia, though, isn't it? Right, right. <laughs> it's just a little eat, pray, love. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Um, so I invited you to come back onto the show. It's been a while, but I invited you to come back to the show. Number one, because like if we're gonna, if we're gonna catch up with a good friend who's also a rock star business owner, then I might as well record it for the podcast. That's been, I've learned that lesson over and over and over again over the years. Um, but likewise, you've also got um, a new book coming out pretty soon. I do. And I'm really excited for you. In fact, actually, by the time this goes live, you're going to be bang smack in the middle of kind of launch week, so to speak. But for you guys tuning in, um, and we're going to talk more about the book in a minute, but for you guys tuning in, make sure you get this on your reading list. She builds, and it's called the Anti-Hustle Guide to grow your business and nourish your life. And if there's anybody I know, actually, that does like a little bit of nourishing, it's definitely Jada Selma. It's definitely yes. Jada Selma. Um, <laughs> where, where, where did the idea come for, for this book after so many years? I mean, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, the last book you did was the, the Green Smoothie book, right? Yeah, Simple yeah. Green Smoothie. Which is more like a cookbook kind of thing to a certain degree. Yes, it is so different. It is so different to produce a recipe book and even simpler something that you just blend fruits and vegetables in a blender versus actually writing a nonfiction business book. So the idea for me actually was planted very, very early on. I, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for 14 years now. I've grown brick and mortar businesses, online blogs, content, wellness, mentorship, coaching, all the pieces. And when I started reading books in my early years, I was reading, you know, Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within, Chris Gilbo, $100 Startup, Tim Ferriss, uh, Four Hour Work Week. And I was, I I took a lot of action from those books, but I also didn't see myself. And Chris, I mean, I know you are a white male and those were the books and I am not, I am a woman of color. I'm black, wow. Chinese and white um, being married. I, I just felt like I didn't see myself in those books. So it was hard for me to see that proof of possibility. So I really wanted to write a book that showed, oh, a mom could build a business, someone mm-hmm. who is a person of color, someone who doesn't have a college degree. I don't have a college degree, mm-hmm. but I love learning. Um, so I really wanted something that was a little bit more soulful, had a little bit more about how do we take care of ourselves as we build our businesses. Okay. So to me, it's a blend of the strategy. I'm super practical, but I also have a, a the heart behind the business and how we grow it in a nourishing and nurturing way, not only nurturing our ourselves, our family, you know, on your stages, I spoke about nurturing your own community and customers that you serve. And so really it's tying all of those pieces of how do we build with love inside our businesses, but also without burning out. And I've built, you know, large online communities, but we also have to take care of ourselves in the process too. Yeah. And I, that's the angle for me that I think is going to be most relevant 
right now in November 2022. And I mean, obviously forever, but yeah. like November 2022, let's face it, we've had a really crappy last couple of years. Um, here we are in, in the midst of all this economic uncertainty as well and everything that's going on with war in the world. And, you know, please, Lord, let that sort of all disappear sometime yeah. soon. But like... My my whole thing on burnout is, as you well know, I've burnt out before many years ago. I dodged the bullet again, not so far back in the in in the past. And I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, based on your own opinion, but I think every entrepreneur on the planet is destined for burnout. Absolutely, in today's world, because of this hustle and grind culture that we've yeah. been kind of force fed over the last decade or so. Um, the only difference, though, is that will it get you or not? And I think you can avoid it as long as you educate yourself on what it's like, what the si the warning signals are, and that kind of stuff. What says uh, you on that? Yeah. So I think it's really important to know that when we are building businesses, especially when you're in the startup phase, there's going to be a level of effort and even push. Of course. And I think it's, you know, when I'm talking about anti-hustle, I think it's really important to remember that we are going to have to exert some effort, do some things that are uncomfortable, possibly work longer hours than we're used to, but that can't be the daily norm because that is not sustainable. Our bodies are in stress response. This is so and good. <laughs> okay. I, I gotta, I, this yeah. is so good because this is what I say to you guys tuning in. This is exactly what I talk about when I say that surround yourself with other people not only think like you, but physically do like you as well. I don't know whether you guys have been listening for the last, I don't know, four, five, six, seven, eight episodes or so, but I know you have heard me say, hustle is a season, not a lifestyle. Yes. Ooh, I love that, Chris. Oh, you can take it. You can take I it. Love it. I yeah, love it. I yours. love it. I love it. Just make sure you it, mention my name every time you use yes, it. Yes, <laughs> yes, Chris Ducker, Chris Ducker. There's there's a chapter in my book called Embra Embrace Your Pace. And sometimes we're in a season of where we need to push. Mm -hmm. And that's usually when we're facing some procrastination, we're resisting things, and we actually know in our hearts that we want to move forward on this. Mm -hmm. Like we are mm -hmm. out, we are out of alignment with our values and what matters to us when we're not doing this thing. Um, then we're in some seasons where we need to pause and we actually need to slow down and really take time to think, dream, reflect. You do this with your community so well of really making people take stock and inventory of Absolutely. what's working, what's not working, what are our goals and intentions to move forward. And sometimes there are seasons when we need to pivot when actually the direction that we're moving in isn't working for us any, anymore. And it can be as small as an actual program or product that you need to pivot. It could also be your business, you know, mm -hmm. like this yeah. business is no longer working for me. That was with me in Simple Green Smoothies. I had to make a pivot and it took me two to three years to actually logistically and emotionally get behind I remember that, this that transition. Well. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Tropical Think Tank was the year yeah. um, that was the year that I ended up exiting later in that year. But I remember everyone was like, what, you're crazy. What are you doing? Like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes our heart is pointing us in a new direction. So it doesn't always make sense on paper, but it makes sense to us inside our heart. And we have yeah. to really tune in and listen to that. Is this sustainable? Is my business actually harming me? 
or is it helping me? Um, is it helping me live the life that I want to live and also serve? So to me, I guess that's my sense around the hustle and, and the grind. I think that we have to build sustainable practices to not stay stressed all the time. And, and I don't think that that's modeled very much in the business world. What is kind of hyped is the 80 hour work week, the, you know, um, the unicorn companies, we're comparing ourselves to companies and, and business leaders that are actually not aligned with our own personal values. Sure. If a hundred thousand dollars is enough for you and your family, you don't need to be a unicorn yes. hundred billion trillion buyout. Like, so just getting really clear on what, the, what model is for you. I think that's really important. Absolutely. Um, it's interesting just earlier on today, uh, I had my accountant, uh, come to the house and we were sat and we were talking about, uh, he's just about to go into retirement and he's a super smart guy. Just honestly though, like the coolest accounting numbers geek I've ever met in my life. And I've met a lot and he's just really cool. Like we sat and <laughs> I don't know whether I should, no, I'm going to say it anyway. We, <laughs> sat, we had a whiskey at 12.35 in the afternoon together. Um, and uh, because I probably won't see him again for another year, he's about to start traveling all around the world. And he was talking about how since he announced his retirement with his private clients, such as myself, he has seen it over and over and over again. People are coming to him and saying like, okay, I can't wait. I don't want to wait to retire. Like I want to do it now. Like what's the number? You know, what's the number? Yes. And his his answer is always, well, it's different for everybody. So let's work out what you need every month. Let's put another 20, 25% on top of that. Let's max out your pension every year. So it's tax efficient, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and actually he said like probably 95% of the time, it's a major wake up call exercise for clients because they realize they actually don't need to work as hard as they really do to carry on making yes. what they really truly need. Oh my goodness. I love your accountant so much because I talk about this. He's going into retirement. Two. So don't ask yes. me to give you his number. <laughs> but I think that story illustrates one of the exercises in my book, which is define your enough number. How much do you need to sustain your life? What does it cost to run your business? And then you've got to, you know, throw in personal health insurance and yep. taxes and SEP IRA, or I don't, you know, I don't know the terms in the UK, but you know, retirement accounts, all of that, but yeah. do the math, run the numbers. And even with how much my life has changed, I travel so much um, with friends, with family for, for speaking, my enough number is still the same as the one that I set when I, when I first started my online business. And that number just helps me, it grounds me so that when I'm in a season of grief or loss, or I need to slow down that I'm like, ah, I don't need to push. I don't need mm. to 2X, 10X, a million X my, my business. And, and that's kind of part of the hustle culture that we get trapped in is it's never enough. No. We're constantly moving the goalpost further. We reach the number that we wanted. And then we move it further away. So we're constantly chasing this dangling carrot stick in front of us. And that's what leads to burnout because we start, I'm like, why are, wait, why did I start this business again? Why am I constantly working and I'm in my pajamas and I'm eating in front of my laptop and I'm ignoring the people that matter the most to me in my life and my health is being compromised in the process. So if I, I always say that if you are building a business that compromises your health and relationships, 
that's not a sustainable business model. Certainly not. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Have you burned out before? Like proper oh, burnout? Of course. Mm. Yeah. What yes. was it like? Um, so kind of the, the physical symptoms, I actually can share a time actually when I was writing the simple green smoothies recipe book. So I was a walking paradox writing this health and wellness <laughs> recipe book. And I share this right. story. I know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I share this story inside she builds, but I remember we had a deadline for the manuscript and I was up for over 24 hours. So I was, it was 7.30 in the morning and I had been up for over 24 hours. George and Zoe were walking outside the door. I was like on the living room floor, just drawing, editing on the manuscript and they were walking to school. And I'm like, I haven't slept. And I'm just here in this place of exhaustion to help people live healthier lives where I'm in this season of, okay, like, bye, like head off to school and I'm yeah. still awake. And I knew in that moment, like, this isn't sustainable for me. Like I can't work in this way. And a lot of this, this burnout that we create for ourselves is self-imposed too. Totally. So we have to almost learn always how, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have to learn how to ask for more time. Like I need more time. Like just being able to make really powerful requests and be okay and being in communication with people. Like I'm not going to hit the deadline yeah. because burnout is not an option. That's something that my team and I subscribe to now. It's like burnout is not an option. If we're overworking, we need to adjust the timeline. We need to push something back. We need to re arrange, readjust so that it can feel sustainable and we're not compromising our, our mental well-being yeah. in the process. Without a doubt. Um, I, I yeah. agree. In the book, you talk about a support squad, which I, mm. I really love that term. Let us know, what is a support squad and how do we put one together? Yeah. So this is a holistic view of your support squad. So there's, there's kind of three parts. One is your peers and your colleagues. Those are the people that you mastermind with. They're your parallel playmates that you're sure. on the same journey, facing the same challenges. And then we also have our mentors and advisors. So Chris, you would be a mentor advisor, whether someone's read you preneur the book or um, anything like that. You could be a mentor from afar, or if someone joins your programs, your incubator, your roundtable, sure. then they get to actually have direct access with you. Uh, and then there are our emotional support. So people like therapists, life coaches, healers, oftentimes we think that the business support is just about strategy, mm -hmm. but we also, a lot of our resistance is our emotional blocks and yeah. can hold us back from moving forward. So I like to have support in that very holistic way. And then to answer kind of more the support squad, your peers and colleagues, um, one, you can join a paid mastermind, which is always is the easiest way to kind of get into a consistent community and container that really holds you. Yeah. Um, but I always have peer-based masterminds as well. And uh, for me, I've just, I've sent like DMs, like a Facebook message or an email or had a lunch with a friend and really just start <clears throat> kind of create that, that group, like let's meet once a month in person on Fridays and set the time. So for me, I'm all about consistency and structure within a friendship. And I've built all of my best friends. I didn't have a lot of like close girlfriends growing up until I became an entrepreneur. Um, so I think that piece is really yeah. important. 
And I would also say to get comfortable with micro rejections, because I know some people may be like, I feel like the the clicks, you know, the groups are already established. How am I supposed yeah. to get in? Yeah. And if you have your eye on someone or you like what they're up to in the world, reach out to them, compliment them totally. and, and, and invite them like, Hey, you want to meet up and let's, or you want to mastermind, whatever that is. And some people will say no for that like specific date or time, or some people are not the right fit, but I think we have to really have that like 10 seconds of bravery to put ourselves out there and just ask and really be the person to kind of hold that, that the date, the timeline, all of those pieces together. Yeah. That's such a good point. And I think also a lot of the time where that fear kind of kicks in, oh, I'm going to be rejected from this group yes. or I'm, that person's going to say no. That's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to you. It's happened yeah. to me. You have to pay it no mind. You've got to just let it kind of almost bounce off your shoulder and, and, and move on. But I think some people are more susceptible to having that affect them than others. And, you know, that you've, I mean, yeah, consistency, just keep going with it. You're absolutely yeah. right. Um, Okay, here, here's a here's a, a bit of a businessy strategy type question for you. Then and I've been gagging to ask this question to you when when we spoke here. So, the book is called She Builds. It's a I would also say a very feminine looking book cover yeah. with a very pretty gold heart, and it's got this gorgeous kind of burgundy type red color to it. Um, and are you not worried? about men looking at this and thinking the same thing that you thought right. about those books from Tony and Tim and everybody else, where it's like, I can't relate to this is clearly a book for ladies. I mean, it's called She Builds. Yeah. Are you not? Because, because I know, I know you the way I know you, that the book is going to contain so many amazing lessons that can help men entrepreneurs yeah. just as much as female entrepreneurs. Yeah. But like, are you not worried about that? You're not worried about potentially losing readers because it looks very Yeah, looking? yeah, yeah. So I think that it's really important to double down on who you want to serve. Yes. And and I and I did go through this process. I even asked my publishers, I was like, are you sure we should put a heart on there? Like all these things. Are you sure that should we change it? Should it not be she builds? And we just came to this place where women's stories need to be centered in business and mm -hmm. in, in so many areas as I well. I agree with that. Yes. And even if you are, uh, identify as male and you see this book, I would still invite you to read it just to have the perspective of what it's like for a woman to build. Maybe you have a sister, a friend, a spouse who identifies as female and just to understand what it's like for them to build or even clients so, right yeah. like if, if you're coaching you know female clients and you're a man like it's probably yeah. not a bad move yeah, yeah totally yeah. and so like i think that men can be supporters of it in that way of women all these years and decades have been reading stories that center male stories so this is an opportunity to center women um stories but that i and i have I've coached a few good men behind the scenes and um, who kind of resonate with a more, they, a holistic way. They care mm -hmm. about their family. They care about their health and they don't want to burn out. Um, so I, I love being able to coach those people behind the scene. But when I look at my own business model and I, I know who I love to serve. So I'm going to double down on, I want to, I want to support female leaders 
um, because we've just been socialized in a different way. Our experience in business spaces feels very different and unique. And that's how I like to coach. Uh, The retreats that I do are very intimate. They're very vulnerable. They're Mm -hmm. also very strategic and celebratory. Um, And there's just some, there's just a magic, Chris. I'm sorry that you will not be invited to that retreat (laughs) party. (laughs) That's okay. I got your cell phone number. Um, I mean, you know, but, but here's, but here's the thing. Uh, it's very interesting because we actually we collected a whole bunch of data on our on our online community earlier on this year, and I was very surprised, um, pleasantly surprised I should say, but I was very surprised to see that sixty seven percent of our overall audience, so we're talking podcast listeners, YouTube viewers, social followers. Uh, obviously email list, you know, et cetera, et cetera, clients, paid clients as well. 67% are ladies. So that kind of puts a bit of a smile on my face because the fact that I can. You're safe. You're safe. You're building a safe, a safe environment for them. I feel like if they feel comfortable enough to, to jump on board with a, with a guy um, and I'm a, I'm a man's man, so to speak, what you see is what you get kind of thing. Um, I like that. I like that a lot. And obviously, you know, my, my daughter works with us, Chloe in the business. My, my wife is obviously uh, in the business as well. And I just, I just really enjoy surrounding myself with smart, ladies, just as much as I do smart men as well. But I think it's interesting that you have chosen to almost double down on this. And it's brave as well, actually, from an author author perspective, right? It's brave. Absolutely. Um, And I love the fact that you've done it. And I want to congratulate you on it as well. Um, For anybody that is tuning in, uh, you need, I mean, male, female, whatever you identify as actually for that matter, (laughs) I want you to go and pick up this book. And then I want you to post a picture of yourself with the book on social media with hashtag youpreneur. Uh, and then Jada will find it and she will know exactly where you came from. So make sure mm. you do that. Um, it's out now. You can order it. Uh, what's the link? What's the best link for you to share here? Yes, shebuilds.com will take you right over to the book page. And okay. um lots of great free bonuses if you go over there and and get those things. So um, I'm definitely really excited. And I love that your community is 67% women. It's, it's beautiful. And I think that you've done a really great job of uplifting and centering women's voices on your stages and all of that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, (laughs) I, and, and the guys tuning in have heard me say this before and I'll say it again. When it comes to highlighting people, spotlighting people on my stages, uh, including them in my own books, uh, promoting them, making deep friendships with them, I don't care where you come from, what color your skin is, who you love, what you believe, who you believe in or not. I don't care about any of that stuff. All I care about is that you're a nice human being that, you know, I could have my children around as well as myself, you know, yeah. and, um, you're, you, you exude that as well with everything that you do. And I'm just, I'm so proud of you actually, as a friend, I think this is like really exciting. Do you feel like you've come a little full circle with all of this over the last few years? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, 
this has been a wish and on my heart for so many years. And yeah. I, and just for anyone who's listening, whatever dream has been simmering, just really trusting the timing. Don't put a timeline on your dreams, put a timeline on your action. I planted the seed so many years ago and, it, and it's now it's here in physical form and being able to share these stories with more people and to serve people in this way and to do it, you know, to build business with love, I think is, is very powerful. Well, congratulations again. I'm so happy for you. Uh, for you guys tuning in, make sure you go pick it up. Shebuilds.com and obviously on Amazon and everywhere, but buy from the website because then you get all those bonuses as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll we'll check in with you again uh, very, very soon to see how yeah. it's gone and, and all the cool stories that have come out of people yeah. buying this. Book. There's going to be lots of impact, right? Yes, um, yes. Thank you, darling. One more time for coming on board. I really appreciate you jumping on and having a chat. I know you're probably really busy at the moment with the stuff, but it was great uh, to catch up. This chat was worth it. Totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> for you guys tuning in, we'll be back with you again uh, next week with another episode of the show. Until then, take great care and I'll see you soon. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Youpreneur FM. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, why not head over to our official website at youpreneur.com to access all our tools and resources essential to building, marketing, and monetizing a future-proof business based around your expertise. We'll see you next time.